0: this is an area code podcast.
1: You're listening to the table of malcontents where Aaron Armstrong and Dave Schrader talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of table of malcontents. I'm
0: well um i'm feeling a little crazy today i'm feeling like uh uh, feeling some randomness today oh i like it um i'm feeling like i need to just go into this cold opening and just start reading you a book oh and see if you can guess what book this is okay 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 we're just gonna go right into it folks i don't know if the music's still playing if aaron's still getting going but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start reading Uh,
1: it probably is but let's let's do it
0: Cause this is the day of random. All right. All right. I'm going to skip around a little bit, but I'm going to read this core piece. My identity shaken. I needed some resistance to find my footing, something to overcome a discipline to adhere to a sense of purpose so that I could better maintain my sanity in the strange place I was in. I decided to become a vegetarian. The problem was I didn't know how to be a vegetarian. I became eating. I began eating a head of lettuce, iceberg lettuce with ketchup on it for dinner every night. I also began running six miles a day. I got very thin. I also decided to become abstinent for the rest of the year, which still had nine months in it. I started to believe in my life's calling was to become a monk. I made plans to go to South Africa after my years exchange in free Nelson Mandela. I wrote letters to my mom and my dad and friends and girlfriends and dot, dot, dot. I, wow. gave, you, I gave you a little clue. In you, that did. you did. You did. And uh you able to pick this one apart?
1: Uh well, I'm just gonna say, All right, all right, all right. <laughs> because it's green lights right there. <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, guys, again, I listened to audiobook, but now I have the physical book in front of me and it is thoroughly entertaining. Um, it was given to me by my boss, uh, not not as a gift, as a we were looking at it for Uh, Just some really cool interior design it is a really fun book this is a book to give this is a book to appreciate and keep and and uh the photography in it is random as Matthew McConaughey is (laughs) and the coloring they add in uh the 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 use of different type Mm-hmm. to uh, to sh- to reveal letters or just random thoughts, which it's again full of random thoughts. <laughs> you know, out of nowhere, he'll just say green light. You know,
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, it's kind of like uh, decision points. <laughs> uh, well, I mean that that would be if Will Ferrell were reading it as George W. Bush. Yes, decision point. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: now i just finished a very punchable face by colin jost Mm -hmm. and he did say that that was his finest uh you know of course like who's the person you enjoyed working with the most writing for it'd be will ferrell of course and especially when he'd come back to do george w bush like he said that was those were the most entertaining weeks when you could do that but uh, oh my gosh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a very entertaining Friday read. That's all I'm going to say. So um, now, now, now we know he's maybe running for governor of Texas. Um, it becomes more interesting. And I start reading into this like, does he have a philosophy? His philosophy is whatever. So, yeah. um, but there you go.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, that is that was breathtaking. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh! Uh, Okay, I have to read more. I I want you to read some more, though. Okay,
0: and then you have to pick a random page for me to go to. You.
1: I will happily do this for you.
0: So he's been known as being a very, I would say, spiritual person. Like a lot of people, when he won his Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, he got up, and you could see him very, in a very articulate way. Um, I would say proclaiming God. I, I don't know, like nothing wrong with it. It just was like, Whoa, you don't get that. The Oscars a lot. Right. Um, You would get that at the end of someone running a race or winning a big ball game or something like that, you know, Um, but an Oscar, a little rare these days. So,
1: um,
0: so he has a lot of spiritual thought in it. Nothing that's like, well, some, some of it's a little weird, but like, here's a (laughs) random one. It just says two agnostics, Mm -hmm. just because it says anonymous doesn't mean it has no author. Like, now imagine him reading that out loud. Then it's that much more entertaining. So that is green lights at its finest right there.
1: Nice. Nice. I like it. All right. So I want you to read something from page... How many pages are in this book total? Uh,
0: About 280.
1: Okay. So I want to ask you to read page 387. Um, Can you please read something from page... 165.
0: All right. 165 coming up. All okay. Right. Looks like it's in the middle of the story. Um, So uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> actually, I found this before. Um, <laughs> he, uh, well, I'll just give a little context. I know the story. He, he rode around for a long time, maybe a few years in an Airstream. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of cool um, and it definitely seemed like a vibe like he would park places and live there for a while i mean even after he was well known this is after um uh a time to kill even so this would be like mid late 90s so he called his says i've affectionately called my 28 foot international ccd airstream the canoe i mean only That's he had that right amazing. there yeah, exactly. Oh, here's another uh, ism on that page: localize to customize, adapt to modify. The Renaissance man is at home wherever he goes. Matthew McConaughey, green light, green light, <laughs> green light.
1: <laughs> we get sued if we just start randomly saying green light in uh, in this. No, episode. I think they would appreciate that for marketing. Um, I, I Should think we say I, red light instead? Or red
0: light, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Felt like a red light but it was a green light you know that's right um, that's right
1: that that way it counts as parody so yes. there we go. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go there you go
0: we we essentially are doing a parody of him right now so Absolutely. um yeah no no
1: it's just uh my
0: gosh right. what let's yeah, go with he's, something from 82 82 or it's good 82 all right well all right, so we're gonna do this instead so we don't take something out of context. Okay. All right, so <laughs> on the pages, he will I'm only showing you, Aaron, so this is not good for podcasts, but mm, he's got all ready. these like tear sheets for his isms. Um here's one. Some people want to go to the want the AC on in the gym so they won't sweat. I wear my beanie in July so that I will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I also enjoy the the Hold on. The way I you slip know- into character there, Dave. Yes, yes, yes. All right, here's a good one too. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, this is him on superstitions. The other day I went into a roadside quick mark and I bought a candy bar and a beer, which first of all, let's just pause for a second. He bought a candy bar and a beer. It's just, that is exactly <laughs> what I would expect him to get. So he yep. says the total came up to $6.66, right? <laughs> so I paid the cashier. And then I left a penny in the need one take one, and I got one to give one saucer. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. sighs> oh, so amazing! I know, so, amazing. Um, I, I know. Uh, and it's so basically, it's full of these things, and I can't tell if these are all his. I think they are. Um, some he will he will definitely credit someone.
1: Yeah, but
0: uh, here's one more. Okay. If you're not a starter and you think you should be, give them no choice in the decision. Play so well that it's undeniable. And he would, of course, stress that. So there nice. you go, folks. All I'm going to say is if you're looking for a last minute, well, I guess at this point, this would be post Mother's Day, but whatever, <laughs> yes. uh, if, for whatever gift you decide to get. Look, it's um, always
1: you, Monday Mother's Day somewhere. And yes. Mother's Day is not everywhere in this, at the same time in the world. So.
0: Yeah, uh, educate us on that, Aaron. When will it typically be elsewhere?
1: um, Well, if I remember correctly, I think Mother's Day is somewhere in June in the UK. Let's find out, because Google can tell us.
0: Okay, okay, all right. Google can tell us, huh? Okay. That's
1: right. Let's find out. Uh, Actually, Mother's Day Next year is March 27th in the United Kingdom.
0: March 27th in the United March Kingdom. March
1: 27th. Okay. So apparently Who's, theirs who, isn't who, who,
0: is who sets these things? Man.
1: So the rules in the UK are that the Mother's Day in the UK always falls on the fourth Sunday during the period of Lent.
0: Oh, uh, That's that's a funny rule. Yeah. That's fascinating okay
1: yep now right. let's see uh, so in Australia Canada and of course the United States which is really the only you know, only one that counts according to Americans yeah um, yeah uh, this so Sunday May 9th is um, is the day
0: <laughs> okay yeah we got a day okay all right the day okay so
1: but yeah so there is um, so that's kind of. Where it is and where it's at. We've got a little bit of different dating in some different countries. Um, In Norway, it's in February, apparently. Okay. In the country of Georgia, it's in March. In multiple other countries, it's in March as well. Um, America really likes it in May. Okay. Okay. And I respect that. And a large part of the world is may as well so okay all right well
0: i get the whole springtime thing mm-hmm. i suppose but yeah all right yeah well aaron what else is making you happy in the reading zone right now
1: oh man there's so much that's making me happy including a trash book that we saw at dollar general okay all right okay. you lost so, me you were hanging out in dollar general okay. so there's we, a dollar so, i live in a dude i live in a small town so
0: it's like not much
1: available to us here it's like in the middle of a cornfield right actually yes okay (laughs) love dollar general but the um dollar general if you'd like to sponsor this program please reach out to us we would be we will happily take your money but (laughs) um (laughs) when it but when we were in there we were looking for some things for uh teacher appreciation week at school um for for our kids' classes. And so they had some specific things. They were like, can you bring some school supplies and stuff like that? So so we were like, Yeah, totally. We can get some glue sticks at Dollar General. That's no problem. Makes um, sense. So we were in there and they have the spinner rack of trash novels. And one of them has the most amazing title that I've ever seen. On one of these books, it is called "You Had Me at Jaguar."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, does this look like a new book, or is it's it some, from
1: 2019?
0: Well, that's still what I would say is kind of new. It's not like it's some book that's been hanging around for years, like years and yeah. years. Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I I love and and obviously I did not purchase this book. I have zero, less than zero interest in actually reading it. But the I, because I was entertained enough just by the back cover copy. Okay. and, and So I want to share that with you.
0: Wow. Then, I love that you have it. That makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little scared. Okay. <laughs> it's going
1: to be fine. It's going to be okay. fine. So right. it says, they're not the only ones on the prowl, but they're the most dangerous. And there's lots of ellipses in here when jaguar shifters howard armstrong and valerie chambers are trapped in the jungle of jungles of belize neither of them will come out of their heart uh come out with their hearts intact the u.s shifter united State united shifter force gave jaguar agent howard armstrong an impossible task to protect fierce she-jaguar Valerie Chambers when the last thing she wants is protecting. They're going international to take down a killer. Two shifters unbound and ready to face intense d- <laughs> intense danger. Armstrong is certain he can guard Valerie and keep her from being captured. But guard his heart? He doesn't stand a chance. Oh my gosh. That was breathtaking
0: I know think of the <laughs> think of the energy it took for someone to write uh, back that cover without copy laughing? For that. Yes. yeah I mean that's hire that person that's all I'm wow, gonna say right man. there it's know.
1: beautiful uh, <laughs> but something that I'm actually loving a lot for real okay is a uh, a little book by a, um, a a not as well known as he should be author. Okay. Um by, uh, by the name of Ted Cluck.
0: Oh, that's so right.
1: Right now I am reading a, a Hard Thing on a Beautiful Day and other essays. And this has been my this has just been my fun read and it has been great. I have just really enjoyed it because the style that he writes in for this it's very much if you listen to the happy rant podcast it's very much what you would expect there yeah um because that's just how he just how he rolls and it's it's how he talks yeah um and so the so it has sections that are covering like life in general to pop culture to parenting to there's a big one on sports which was kind of a slog um, but it was still interesting because the only slog part of it was that it's like, this is a lot of essays that have connections to sports, yeah. but the content was very, very interesting and very entertaining for me. Sure. Um, but it's still about a hundred pages. <laughs> of yeah. Of the book.
0: Which is so. amazing. But, you know, they're clearly counting on, uh, you know, some, uh. Uh, yeah, a nice impulse buy. I guess that's just kind of how it works. Period. That, so that's
1: right. That's right. So one of the so one of the the pieces that's in here that I really enjoyed is an essay called "London Boulevard: Gangster Ethics and the Dark Heart of Sin." And so he basically is he he's, he's examining movies and pop culture moments in this part of the book and. He does it. He does a really great job of of doing the mm-hmm. uh, Christian cultural engagement thing in a way that isn't forced and pretentious. Sure. Um, but he he'll he's talking about this movie, London Boulevard, which starred uh, Colin Farrell and Keira Knightley, uh, was directed by William Monaghan, um, who wrote The Departed. Um, he's like, it's got a great, it's got a super cool Brit pop soundtrack. Is relentlessly art artful without being fey and annoying yeah. and has and quote has the only satisfying ending that is possible that it possibly could have um are additional reasons why you shouldn't watch it and he says actually it's great here are <laughs> here are the disclaimers reasons why you shouldn't watch it and then two more reasons why why i found it super interesting i'm just going to read his disclaimer ish it squeezes okay. about 1,200 F-bombs into 103 minutes. People do drugs. Other people get shot. There's the obligatory 15-minute uh, club scene uh, in which uh, which it all seems – which it seems all modern gangster-type movies um, must have. Now you know. So don't watch it and then say, I was surprised by all the profanity and violence. <laughs> surprised? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if if it's got Colin Farrell in it, there's a there's a good chance that it's going to be incredibly yeah. Oh profane. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but he has a whole he's got a very insightful article mm. about our essay in here that was uh written around 2014 when Driscoll was melting down the first time um and um and just the connections that he was able to see between both this weird fascination with uh braveheart that seemed seemed to go in evangelical male circles um from the late 90s through today um yeah. and um and uh fight club specific like sp- and chuck Pol- uh, Polaniak's writing
0: yeah huh.
1: and that it's like his that was what he was he was like man the those two things were clear have clearly been a really strong influence on him yeah and that's not a good thing <laughs> but uh so we've got so so that was fascinating to me um he actually has a whole a whole essay on why he was afraid to read peace like a river <laughs> what yeah Okay. Yeah, he avoided Peace Like a River for a really long time. And, huh. um, which, you know, I understand why why someone might, but it was really good that he finally did, in fact, read it. Um, I'm trying to find it in here. Uh, go ahead. That, uh, makes me think of another question
0: about, uh, some books that we would love that we were like vehemently against reading and then we finally uh acquiesced and read it and loved mm-hmm. it i just think of some books that fit in that category i don't know if I've ever been like so against something there's just ones i just passed over because i thought no nah, that's just not for me you that know? was you in the notebook right that was me in the notebook anything <laughs> nicholas sparks was. so um I, I i understood the book and the fascination more after reading it how about that I'm just thinking mm-hmm. from a I almost said literary perspective. That 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 is being disingenuous That's that's, that's to, incredibly generous of to Pulitzer your... Prize winners. <laughs> so no, I would say I was uh uh okay, why are we talking about this? Can we go back to because <laughs> we're
1: talking about things that we love right now, Dave? No, I, do,
0: I do I do do appreciate that. Um <laughs> I yeah, I, I need to find another one that I'm like, yeah, I've been put you know. Um, I, I, mean, I yeah, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a good example because, you know, there have been some in my, I mean, in, in the Christian book world, like the last book we're reading in our, you know, two year discipleship group I'm in is Radical by David Platt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have you read it before?
1: Yeah. Many, many times, uh, okay. years ago.
0: Do you, do you like it?
1: Um, I or sorry, when I said many many times, I mean I read it a couple of times many years ago.
0: Uh, Sure, sure. (laughs) But um,
1: yes, I I found it helpful at a particular period of time. Mm -hmm. I have not read it since, like uh, oh gosh, I don't know, like nine plus years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I was given the copy literally, probably the month it came out, and then two thousand. I don't know, eight or something like that, whatever it was. Um, I never read it then. <laughs> I didn't read it till like a month ago. So that's my point. That's the whole point of this. Um, And it certainly was written in a really good context. Um, You know, this is a uh, big churches gone wild, right? It was like the height of mega church world. You know, I should say it really could have been even before then. But a really good response. And it wasn't just, hey, let's attack mega churches. It was just it's a really good perspective book mm-hmm. and um certainly great for discussion. You know, for our purposes, it you know, talk about the issues. Is that that's what a, a good I would say the book in the Christian sphere, like that's what it should do. Get us to wrestle with scripture yeah. and what does God want us to do with our time, with our sacrifice, all, all those things.
1: Yeah. So, like
0: for that, I was like, you know what? It's a really good book. I I kind of just you know it was also one of those i looked at and said yeah i already know what it's gonna say and i'm not gonna like it <laughs> you know in my uh american ways but you know reading it in an older context in my 40s versus my 20s i probably can appreciate it differently too now but um because i appreciate my comforts uh yeah. i really do i mean i i do mm-hmm. um so it hits the heart there but yeah that was a it's not i'm mean, surprising i didn't I didn't expect it to be as guilty as I, everyone, I probably thought it would be, I thought it was going to be more like we should all feel terrible about ourselves and this and that. David did a good job by yeah. not going overboard on that. So kudos. Yeah. yeah that's how I felt yeah. about. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so here's one of the things that was helpful for me out of that book. You know, mm. again, this is, this is like 11 years ago kind of thing. Uh, Cause that book came in a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um that was actually the book that helped us re helped Emily and I realize we can't afford to own a house when we couldn't afford to own a house. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't own an expensive house. We were just poor. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so we, so it was like, okay, we, we can't afford to maintain this place, so we're going to sell it. And so we sold it. Yeah and it was and then immediately we had um we actually had money available to us again which was nice um yeah. yeah so so that was cool um and that was just that was just a helpful thing for us yeah so so yeah um i'm trying to think of other things that i'm that i'm loving right now so i am can i loved 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 uh, George Saunders, uh, a swimming, a swimming a pond in the rain. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and do, and you read Lincoln in the Bardo, right?
1: I have not read that yet. Okay,
0: I, I I've not read any of his, but I had that book for a period of time. I just yeah. never read it. So okay,
1: yeah. So, but I I I found it equally. I found it both the just the stories themselves. I adored. Yeah. So. um yeah, so all of the all of the 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 short stories that were that were featured in this book um were fantastic. And mm. I can see why they are why they were the ones that he chose. Yeah. Um but I also found his assessment of them and his um and his big qu- and and his his really trying to tease out the answer to a big question is is what is the purpose of fiction altogether? Um, because uh, equally fascinating because one of the things that he he the point that he got to was that if we treat fiction as though, you know it's it's the thing that's going to change the world and and all this kind of stuff, basically, if we put too lofty uh, uh, an assessment uh, weight on it or value on it, it's not going to be able to do what we like. It can't carry it. It can't do what we what we say we want it to do. Yeah, but it can change people's minds. Okay, a little bit for, or at least for for at least a period of time it can make them think differently for a moment okay and maybe that's enough
0: just for a moment okay all right
1: and maybe that's enough
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay i now, like that he, yeah. yeah
1: and so and and so that's the that's really the value that he sees in it it's like don't don't try to make it too grandiose yeah just recognize it for what it is which is a really good thing that can do this Mm Yeah. So I like that. I thought that was super helpful. hmm. So. So, yeah, uh, that uh, that filled me with a little bit of extra joy today. That's good. You week. need some extra joy. That's I good. do. I do. You know, it's it was rainy yesterday and a porta potty fell over onto my lawn. Oh, huh.
0: that's that's there's got to be some sort of lesson in that. I don't know what. but yeah. I am
1: just I'm just glad I was not expected to pick it up. So, oh gosh yeah but uh because All i right, wouldn't so have done that y- y- it's
0: it's confession time have you ever knocked over a porta potty before as i a have
1: kid? never once knocked never once over. okay One.
0: i don't think i have but it seems like something i would do with friends
1: how many it have seems- you set on fire
0: um <laughs> I, I have set things on fire um uh, I I don't know. I have to think about this because I've probably done it a few times. I, mean, I was a pyro kid. We all were, right? Um, I, you know, I I know we should probably save this for like a Fourth of July episode. But we used to have some real. We lived on this little dinky nine hole golf course, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. But but it was fun Fourth July. You would have bottle rocket wars and Roman candle wars, and people designed yeah. the most intricate weapons to shoot them out of with you know the uh, uh you know the paper rolls and stuff like that um man it was uh it was fun so I yes things it. caught on fire uh <laughs> during that time <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> do you remember that yeah. um
1: I-, I don't remember ever setting anything on fire oh,
0: okay that's you know. that's a good thing by the way i'm not trying to you know try and get something <laughs> out of you I'm, I'm proud of you i am yep so, okay um so i played played I think I'd mentioned this in a previous episode. I'm starting to read uh, Andre Agassi's open right now is, is autobiography. I've um, been playing, playing a little more tennis right now too. That's something we'll do as a family down the street. It's really fun. Um, nice. I was one of those. I grew up playing tennis. Um, we live right by some courts, so it was easy and fun. It just happened to be the same season always as uh, golf and i I played more golf um but uh but i always love the sports like the true mono me mono sport right other than (laughs) wrestling or something sorry i had a random image the ladies man was on tv the other day no (laughs) yesterday and uh and uh, (laughs) and and of course why do i get sucked in watching the ladies man (laughs) Tim that's, Meadows.
1: That's the question. We only
0: all really good performance of an SNL sketch, and it is so funny and so dirty and hilarious. But um, the Will Ferrell subplot to that is so good, <laughs> so good. And he doesn't want to fight him. He wants to do Greco-Roman wrestling <laughs> against him. <laughs> so you can all you can let your imagination run wild with that one nevertheless back to the point of tennis um Uh andre agassi's open truly is one of the most fascinating um sports biographies Mm -hmm. i've ever read it is to get in the mind and the details of what a player goes through um but for him someone who was forced to play the game literally forced to play the game you get this sense he was more or less in a prison and uh, he was by his dad and uh man it's a it's it's a good cautionary tale too but also just um i mean it it opens up at one of his last matches ever as a professional and you know this desire to quit to be done because he hated the sport yet he was still so driven for excellence too Mm -hmm. and that uh juxtaposition um but also like an incredible competitor and you know clearly he made the sport really cool in the 80s and and early 90s so it was fun to watch him too so yeah i i i knew that was a good book i just had never picked it up to to read it and so and i'm doing the audiobook right now so i'm not physically reading it but it's really good i don't think you have to be a tennis fan to appreciate it too um it's a great about parenting about striving for excellence you know it's got all of those things um, you know what what's your real purpose? what are you trying to really live your life for? Great questions for anyone. so mm-hmm. that is my I'm really enjoying that I I always know like it's if I can't wait to read it that night or wake up early and read something or for me an audiobook, excuse to take the dog out for a long walk you know Mm -hmm. or actually like oh i'm going to appreciate my drive home from work today you know because of that yeah yeah that that's the mark of a good one so nice i highly recommend
1: yeah nice that's awesome Mm -hmm. well i have started read, has started listening to um an audio book that you recommended um and that you spoke highly of brian cranston's a life in parts
0: yes so good so good yes um whereas i was i'm just getting given in comparison of since i've now had three like biography or memoirs in a row an audiobook um colin Jost was entertaining not anything is no his career he's only like 38 or something so he doesn't have the career of a bryan cranston but um Brian Cranston just seems so relatable. And I know we've talked about this, but just in the sense of not knowing if he could do these things, but he still wanted to, and he wanted to grow and you really get a good view of his life. So have fun for that. I also just, again, I think, I think I mentioned this, but I just really enjoyed talking through things I was learning from him with my daughter, Madeline. I said, you know, here's a guy who he didn't really make it till later. Uh, you know, I mean, he, yes, he had some good little parts and that's why the whole idea is, you know, life in parts. Um, but he didn't hit the really, really big time until later. Um, I say later, like it just wasn't like he had some really big hit early on. He, you know, small, but funny role in Seinfeld. We talked about what's his name, the dad and Malcolm in the middle and, mm-hmm. you know, and and then, uh, of course breaking bad and now he can do whatever he wants, you know, it's, that's gotta be really freeing thing i would think for an actor for them to feel like wow i can actually do what i want to do now yeah it's uh, uh kudos to anyone who achieved that success they just better use that wisely that's, that's
1: well i mean you know he started his career doing some power rangers stuff and then he was in a power rangers movie <laughs> no <laughs> yeah so <laughs>
0: So funny. So yep. funny. Gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you uh enjoy yourself. So how far along are you in it right now?
1: Um it would be um how far am I? I'm on chapter 6.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So, not super far. We're kind of in the uh I just got around to where his parents split up. Okay. And oh, he, yeah, 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 he's describing yeah. basically the lie that he would tell his classmates and, and friends about where his dad was, even yeah. though he didn't see his dad for 10 years.
0: Uh, that's right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good so, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, heavy of... stuff, yeah, but but again, like all of these, I think we talked about are the most part, very entertaining, but also some really good lessons from it. Even Matthew McConaughey, um, especially Matthew McConaughey Mm -hmm. and his Zen wisdom or whatever it is, whatever randomness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's a good, that's a good stopping point. I think so. I think so.
1: Well, Dave, you know, I am, uh, I'm glad that we got to talk about things that are bringing us joy today. And, uh, next time we'll talk about things that are making us miserable. Cause you know, why not just to balance it out, man.
0: That's a, okay. Wow.
1: We got to earn that mal in the contents.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one, but sure. <laughs> sure.
1: Does it, does it grind your gears when you can't find the droids you're looking for? <laughs>
0: <laughs> terrible.
1: Yep. It's terrible. Yep. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Golly. Well,
0: well happy All Monday right. when everyone listens to this or Tuesday, whenever Aaron gets around to actually posting it. So, you know, that's
1: right. You know, you never know what's going to happen with me, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so, but there's one more thing that I'm going to share that I love. And I shared it on, on the table of malcontents, <clears throat> Instagram a little while okay. ago, um, which was the book that my wife found in a thrift store for me. Huh. Yes. okay yes she found um and she found a cop a 1950 edition of Baton's oh, here yeah. I stand biography of Martin Luther and it is lovely it mm-hmm. is in very good condition it has like has some like terrific mm-hmm. uh, uh terrific um uh captures of of Mm -hmm. like woodcuts and stuff like that yeah and so it's just it's just a super cool edition of the book yeah um and i know it and i know it's from 1950 because it was the person who who originally had it had lovely penmanship but um wrote their name in pencil in it and also put the date that they received it (laughs) so so
0: cool yeah and
1: I'm 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 trying to remember I think that book was first published in in around that time
0: wow yeah I'm trying to look at that picture yeah you guys definitely check out uh, on Instagram wow okay so so there you go you got a winner there there you go so um, I'll leave everyone with this Mm mm-hmm just because the seats are empty doesn't mean they're not taken. Sometimes the guest list needs to be just for one, you. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> a great line. Thank you. And on that note, you know what yeah. to do. Five stars, ratings, reviews all around and give us your favorite words.